All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Thank you for joining me. We're talking about comparables, talking about the process of how do we actually use comparable companies as a valuation technique. I know in season one, we talked a lot about the basic principles, but now in season two, I want to get more into the nitty gritty of how do we actually do these things. And so in the last episode, we talked about the overall steps involved in a comparable company's analysis. And we also in the past have talked about what makes a good comparable. Let's move on to step number two in this process, which is locating the financial information for companies. Have you ever tried to find info for a company and quickly found yourself going down this rabbit hole of documents and websites and not really finding that much? Well, I definitely have done that and I've done it way too many times too. So you're not alone in that. The thing is, finding financial information quickly and efficiently is a skill in itself and it's one that I've been working on actively as part of the investment banking course that I'm taking here at Cornell right now. You just have to be able to find information quickly and accurately. So here's a couple of guidelines for how to do this. The first thing is the financial statements. Of course, you need the raw data of how the company is performing fundamentally in order to do a comparable company's analysis. So these are the things like the income statement, the balance sheet, and the cash flow statement. This is your core financial information. Now, the SEC filings are the primary sources of data here. So what I like to do is I look at the 10K, the 10Q, and then there's also other sources like 8K and any press releases that come out. So let me define those if you're unfamiliar with what those things are and where to find them. So first is the 10K. This is the annual filing. Sometimes this gets grouped together with a company's annual report. Although those two documents are not always the same thing, sometimes they get bundled together, sometimes they don't, just depends on what the company wants to do. But a public company is always going to file this 10-K. And this is the primary document that I look at when studying a company. And it covers a lot of important info that happened within the company's life within one fiscal year. And the way that you find this is there's a couple of different ways. You can go to sec.gov or go to EDGAR, which is the database, the official database that the SEC uses for its filings. It's all publicly available, and you can just look up the company. Although that is technically the most official way to do it, I don't like doing it that way because, honestly, I think the SEC website is like kind of ugly and just not really um, that intuitive to look through. Um, it's, it's like an old school version of the internet, basically. So what I like to do is go to the company's website and go to the investor relations section of the website. And usually the fastest way I found to do this is just type the company's name in Google and then type investor relations. And that'll usually take you right there the vast majority of the time. If you're on the company's homepage, sometimes you'll see investor relations as part of the menu on the website. Sometimes you won't see that though. You'll have to like scroll down to the very bottom of the homepage and and go to like a general about page or a corporate page because especially if the company does a lot of e-commerce sales, their main homepage is going to be focused on their customers, not on investors. 
So you may need to dig a little bit deeper in order to find investor relations. But usually that's all you need to do. Just Google the company's name and investor relations and you'll find it. And then you'll find that annual filing, the 10K. Another filing I like to look at is the 10Q. This is the quarterly filing. And you'll find that these are filed every three months. And it's great to look at when you want recent data, but the company's most recent annual filing is several months out of date. So what's usually common for our companies, especially the ones that have fiscal years ending at the end of the calendar year in December 31st, is that they'll publish their annual reports for that fiscal year the following February. So I'm recording this in February 2024 right now. So we're kind of getting into annual report season right now. So a lot of companies are about to publish, and that's great. But what if you're sitting here on February 1st or January 31st and the company hasn't released their full numbers yet for the year? Well, you have to look at the most recent info available, which is usually contained in the 10Q. So I've done this recently where I pulled 10Qs for companies and they basically go up to the end of September of the prior year instead of the end of December. So you lose a little bit of info there. And also, sometimes companies release press releases or like full fiscal year releases ahead of filing their official 10K. So sometimes you can get like detailed information that way. But another reason that press releases are great is for deal-related information. When there's an acquisition, a merger, a spinoff, or some other type of transaction that's big, and it gets announced, you can count on press releases to give you this really awesome, straight-to-the-point information about whatever is happening. And you'll know what's going on, you'll know what the dollar value is of what's being discussed, and it's great for just getting that quick and dirty information. So look at press releases. Those are usually in the news and media section of the company's website, which is usually within the investor relations section that I just mentioned. There's another type of filing called an 8K that you can also look at. This is a filing for significant events that impact a company. So when a company does things like change accounting firms or alters its governing structure, you can look at those kinds of filings. I personally haven't used this that much, but it's good to know about. Primarily, I use the 10Ks and the 10Qs and then press releases as my main source for looking at significant events. So that's how you look at things like finding information for income statement, balance sheet, cash flow statement. Those are the source materials that I like to look at. Another thing that you want to look for when you're doing a comparable company's analysis is estimates and projections. Remember that all the financial statements are backwards looking, but we also want to have some information that's forwards looking. What are our expectations And you probably don't just want to know about the company's past. You want to know about their future. So here's a couple of things you can look at. The first is analyst reports. Now, if you have some kind of a brokerage account, like with a Charles Schwab or a TD Ameritrade or or some kind of broker, most of these brokers will give you access to analyst reports with that broker. So there are people at these companies whose sole job it is to analyze companies and come up with projections for what they think that business is going to do in the future. So if you have access to analyst reports, that's great. If you don't, 
you'll still find a lot of free resources online if you just do a search for analyst report for XYZ company or estimated earnings guidance for XYZ company, you'll find a lot of information. Another thing that you want to look for in terms of estimates and projections, if you have access to it, is a financial database. This is the gold standard of financial information. The great thing about financial databases is that you can get live quotes, you can get charts, you can get tables, share price data estimates, as well as all kinds of historical info on the company's financials too, all in one place. And the thing is, these subscriptions are usually pretty expensive, but they're worth it if you're operating at a professional level and you want a one-stop shop for quick information. So examples of these kind of solutions are like Bloomberg, FactSet, or Capital IQ are some of the main providers. And so I prior prior to uh, a couple of weeks ago, I never had access to any of these databases, but I just started learning both Capital IQ and FactSet, and there's just a lot of information in there that is really really useful. So if you're looking for estimates and projections, those are good sources. And also they're just good sources in general for a lot of historical information too, where you can just see it in one place. Another thing you might want to look at in terms of your comps, depending on what kind of deal you're doing, especially if you're doing some kind of a debt-related transaction, is your credit ratings. So what do the credit agencies think in terms of the the credit worthiness of the company you're looking at. Moody's and Standard & Poor's, those are the two big companies in terms of credit rating agencies. And there's also a third one called Fitch, um, but the main ones are Moody's and Standard & Poor's. So you can look at those rating agencies' websites in order to look at credit ratings for those companies. Now, unfortunately, They don't release a ton of publicly available information because that's how they make money. They sell people subscriptions. They sell businesses subscriptions to these ratings. But you can find some minimally publicly available info about what the ratings are for a particular company. So you just kind of have to look around for it. Uh, But this is where you'll find the ratings like BAA3 or BB plus for a given company's bonds or just the company's in general. So those are some things you can think about as far as where to actually find this financial information. But in summary, look at the financial statements, the SEC filings with the government, look at analyst reports and financial databases if you have access to them, and also check out the rating agencies' websites um, if if you have access to them in order to find credit ratings for different companies. All right, that's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. (laughs) Starting off another great week here. And next episode, we're going to get into once you have your financial information, you got to spread your comparables. It's called spreading. So we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for continuing to rate the podcast. Thank you for your messages via email. Thank you for your messages on LinkedIn. I appreciate all the love and hope you're doing well. All right. Take care.